We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 1,448 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, you are back for another day this week. How are you? Healthy and alive. Uh, doing well. Um, oh, yeah. It's back great. into the winter weather again. Yeah. I, I did see where you, uh, a couple of days ago you had your air conditioner on, and today I think you have the heating on. Uh, we do indeed. Um, I'm actually sitting here in a hoodie right now uh, because it is chilly outside. I did notice there was a little bit of a problem here today. The, uh, the cherry blossoms are starting to bloom. That's a problem. Yeah. Too early. Much too early. Way too early. We were having similar here. Things were starting to bloom and now we're getting it'll be three days or so of the forecast that we'll have freezing weather. So hopefully that doesn't do too much damage to crops. Well, they haven't planted here yet. I'm assuming you guys have already planted. No, they shouldn't no. have planted here. But I mean, you still have like your fruit bearing trees and stuff that um, will be affected. Yeah, that's true. Or it could be. Yeah. Uh, okay. Where do you want to start today? Uh, shall we get into? Let me see. We got the uh, we got the student loan payoff thing <laughs> with or no? Well, there is that, and then uh, there's now we're going to pay students to vote. Yeah, we're going to pay students to vote. Um, possible using taxpayer dollars. Using taxpayer dollars. Possible yeah. switch on the ticket for Joe Biden. Uh, the army recruiting problem. Uh, we've got uh, China. I've got something on China. Um, and, you know, regular events of the day kind of stuff. We can talk about what the Russians are doing over in uh, over in parts of Moldova, which we called that. And all of a sudden, here it is. So where would you like to start? Let's uh, let's kick it off with the politics and get the worst of, of okay. the stuff uh, right. news out of the way. OK, shall we start with Cocaine Mitch? Yeah, let's hear Cocaine Mitch. What did, you want to hear do? Cocaine Mitch? Yeah, Cocaine Mitch, unfortunately, he is you see, he's going to have to step down. Um, and I know oh, it's, a it's, shame. it is a shame. You really hate to see it. Uh, but it's going to be one of those where he you see, he can't he can't do it right away because there's too much work that has to be done. So he needs time. He needs time before he can step down. It's not going to be immediate. Well, it's it's going to be at the end of the year. So he, he has to stay on until November because, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So he can't just <laughs> he can't just leave now. Uh, that would that would cause too many problems. Right. So here he is. But one of life's most underappreciated talents is to know when it's time to move on to life's next chapter. So I stand before you today, Mr. President, and my colleagues to say this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. However, I'll complete my job my colleagues have given me until we select a new leader in November and they take the helm next January. I wonder, does this possibly have anything to do with, uh, was it his sister-in-law that uh, backed into that pond in Texas? Yeah. 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 That uh, interesting timing there. Um Honestly, they could have just written it off as when he started having the glitching uh, issues and um, he, he was freezing at, in front of reporters uh, that he should have just said then I'm, I'm backing out. But uh, maybe that was the intent. Maybe maybe they were like, you need to step down and he wasn't doing it. And then they're like, uh, whoops, the uh, sister-in-law just backed into the pond. Maybe you should step down. And now he's doing it. 
Uh, that I is possible. But, you know, just let him finish out the term and then he'll be gone by the end of the year. But honestly, I don't know why, like, why are they, why are they pushing him? Like, if, if that's the case and it was to get him to do something, he's such a, he's a Democrat and he's, he's the stuff he stands for and the stuff that he pushes against are in line with Democrats. He does not care about national security, border security. I mean, he was already trying to push uh, the Speaker of the House to pass the um, Ukrainian funding stuff. He's standing with Democrats and the president saying, we need to pass this stuff. And the Speaker is like, uh, no, we need to fix the border. And so he's standing on that. So uh, he, he doesn't pay attention. McConnell doesn't pay attention to um, what his constituents want. I mean, the there's been polls now that shows the majority of voters know and understand that the border is um, the main issue. But like it, it is a national security issue right now. And like, I think the, I think the poll was like 60 some percent in that vicinity. Um, we're saying that the border is a critical um, or a severe problem right now. Yeah. So I, I did see uh, where I, I, people are more concerned about, I think it was the, the number of illegal aliens that are coming across as in like that is the the top priority concern for people is the number of people that are flooding across and and i saw today i i heard this morning the official numbers as reported by customs and border patrol and ice the official numbers are at seven almost seven million since uh the Biden administration took office the unofficial numbers are over 10 yeah that that sounds about right uh Honestly, I, I wish McConnell would have stepped down years ago. He shouldn't have been. The first thing he said in there, that it's a, a an unknown trait of his or an unrecognized trait of his to know when to step down, basically. Um, bro, that, God, that is an arrogant statement. You should have stepped down years ago and had someone else replace you. Um, he is so... I don't know. He he needs to be out of there anyway. I don't. Uh, if think, you look at him in that video, he's lost yeah, I, a lot of weight. He doesn't I don't look very think, healthy. No, he doesn't. I I don't think that him or Graham or any of these old rhinos. I don't think any of them have actually been elected for quite some time. If you go to their states, if you go to their constituencies, they get booed. There's nobody that supports them. This is why. They don't want any audits in the the top tiers of the of the Republican Party. They don't want any voter audits. They they don't want an auditing of the voter rolls because I think I think it's just my opinion. If you don't want an audit, then well then why? What's the problem? I think if we were to start going in there and overturning the voter rolls and taking a look and seeing what's going on in these districts where they are, I think we're going to find that a lot of them aren't supposed to be there. That's my guess. Yeah, I I I agree with that. It's probably been going on for many years now yeah. um, which would void all the legislation that's happened you know all, all the bills that they've put through and everything else and that would spell a disaster for whatever corporate lobbying group or whatever firm or whatever uh contract that they've got with any other company or any other business or any other whatever they've got going on so that whole insider trading thing that would be then you would have to dig up that can of worms too um, so I agree with you. It should nullify all the stuff that they've done in the past. The problem is you would need people to then fill the positions that were illegally acquired, and then they would have to go in and clean it out. You'd have to have people with the uh, the uh, backbone to stand up and do those things. I, I, I honestly don't think... I know there are people out there that think that same way, that would change those things, but to actually get them elected and... Uh, motivated to do something, I I don't believe it'll happen anytime no. soon. No, the primary in South Carolina that happened uh, the last over the last few days that Trump won 60-40. Second place was Nikki Haley. That was her. St that's her home state, by the way. <laughs> she lost. And honestly, seriously, you lost your home state, and you're still in. You're still in, and you've got forty percent of the people that supported you were not even Republican donors. They were Democrat donors. Lindsey Graham Honestly. gets called to the stage. Again, that's his that's his state. Lindsey he gets called to the stage and he got booed on the stage. Yeah. Honestly, Haley, I think the only reason she's staying in is in hopes that Trump will uh, get arrested or something like that and be uh, uh, invalidated for this election cycle. And then by default, it would go to her since she's still running. And that would that would be disastrous for the election because um, most of the conservatives that I know that are supporting Trump would not support Haley. 
Um, she is too weak and too far left. Uh, some of the stances that she takes is um, problematic. Uh, she's definitely not. If she is genuinely uh, a conservative, uh, she's not very well thought out because some of the things that she's presenting, like the uh, Internet security or whatever the, the hell her idea, wa idea was for IDs and that kind of stuff, digital IDs, that is poorly thought out, in my opinion. So I, I just I think that would be very, very bad for conservatives if she was the primary. You know who Nikki Haley is? I'll just say it. She's John McCain in heels. Yeah. I mean, she's the she's the um, establishment's pick. That's who they were backing. Right. So on over to Kamala Harris. So we're paying college students to register to vote now is is what we're doing. We're, we're going to pay for them to go out and register to vote. This is Kamala Harris. Have um, under the federal work study program now allow students to get paid through federal work study to register people um, and to be nonpartisan poll workers. As we know, this is important for a number of reasons. One, to engage our young leaders in this process and, and activate them in terms of their ability to, to strengthen activate. our community. Uh-huh. Strengthen our community. Activate them. You, yeah. Did you, did you catch that? Mm. And you're going to pay them to be yeah. poll workers. I'm sure they're only going to be allowed to work one poll. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, I imagine they'll be able to they'll they'll be allowed to work as poll workers for Republicans, too. But they'll be Democrats themselves. Yes. They'll, well, they'll that's extremists. Right, yeah. Monitors, monitor election monitors. monitors. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. She's she used a few buzzwords there. Um, three that I can think of right off or that I caught right off the bat. Um and she pointed out that it's uh, registering people to vote. Um, yeah, not everyone should be registered to vote. I'm going to go ahead and go out and say it. Um, other, I know other countries do that and you're mandated to. Uh, but in this country, not everyone should be voting because um, not everyone knows their own position politically, let alone who to vote for or what to vote for. Well, Bruce, how can you say that? How can you how can you say that when when you see the groups of people, the types of people, the types of of students, you see the, the students that that need to be activated to take over mm. those positions to work the polls and to to oversee the impartiality of our elections. I can think of no better group than this one right here. These look like the people that she was talking about to, quote, be activated. I'm terrified, aren't you? Yeah, the uh, young leaders, mm -hmm. as she said in her speech mm -hmm. there. Yeah, young leaders. It's that, is that a Soviet Union flag right there? I think I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, multiple of those flags had the hammer and sickle on it. Mm. Lots of red and gold. Yeah. Well, there's only one solution, I, and I do believe that's a banner of Karl Marx right there. Uh, I do believe, yeah. if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, that, was, that is that was indeed that is, yeah. that is Karl himself right there. Yeah, mm -hmm. you see that socialist revolution. Uh, join the communists. Yeah, uh, but you see, that's a conspiracy theory. That's not actually happening. I mean, she was basically calling for it. She was using the buzzwords that they use in her speech. So, yes, uh, what what we would we say? Uh, what is it? Machiavellian speech. Uh, there's that, and they actually the the Marxists actually have a term for it. It's called a Selpian language, where they actually Selpian use language, those terms it. to to speak to each other and and to kind of throw little signals up and signposts to say, "Hey, I'm with you," kind of thing. Kind of like Putin yeah. when he says that I'm a uh, I believe in the laws of history when he was asked about being a Christian. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's kind of a well. I mean, history and science; those are the new gods uh, in this era. So yeah. Indeed. Yes. All right. So that is that. Yeah, that's that's their goal right there. Uh, if you had any doubt about what was going on, then that is it. Bruce, we talked about the border. Yeah. The good news mm -hmm. is that this is good news. OK, so I know we talked about how people are concerned about that. Well, this is a good statistic. You might want to take this one to the bank. The homicide rate in Venezuela is at the lowest in 22 years. Could it be that um, it's because they either stop tracking it? They don't have the people to track it. You know, they're ignoring like police calls or investigations? Or could it be that we have a lot of people coming across the border that are committing crimes 
that are from that very same country. You got it. It's the latter of the two. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're actually all the murderers and the killers and the, the rapists and the, the, the robbers. You know, they're all just coming across the U.S. border. We're importing all of that crime into the U.S. Yeah, that's uh, that's how we have a safe, prosperous nation right there is we just welcome all people. No, no, no question. Just all people. We just welcome mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. No questions. Yeah, you've got um, New York Mayor Eric Adams, who is now saying that they need to collaborate with Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Does that mean you're no longer going to be a sanctuary city, sir? I'm sorry. Does that mean you're you're rolling back on things? Hang on a minute. You have successfully defunded the police. George Soros DAs have been put in place along with the corrupt judges and the radical, out-of-control Attorney General Letitia James in that state. You got the governor, Kathy Hochul. My God, I thought Cuomo was bad. Sometimes the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. I'm just going to throw that one out there. You have sure. ended cash bail in New York. You've you've cut the police down to nothing with, with defund the police. And you're turning out criminals back onto the streets within hours after their supposed arrest, which I don't even think it's an arrest. They don't even get kicked away with a summons. That's it. Those two cops that got beat up in Times Square that we saw the video on by those five people, they ended up apprehending two of those guys in Phoenix three days later. So this is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it, it is. And uh, to um, Mayor Adams uh, there in New York City, um, they're, they're not technically saying they're going to get rid of Sanctuary City. They're saying they're going to modify, finger quotes, the Sanctuary City law to modify. allow... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. To allow um, law enforcement to deport law-breaking migrants. Deport them where? Okay, that's fine. Let's let's go with that. Deport them where? To where? What's a state authority of any kind? How are they going to do a deportation unless it's to another state? I mean, if if the country won't, if their country of origin won't take them back, then you shove them into a military uh, transport and you throw them out the door with a parachute. Actually, I think I think we have it set up to where if their country, if their home country, if their country of origin, if they won't take them back, then we are to establish relations with a neutral country somewhere. And we're to set up, we're to somehow facilitate a process to kind of get them repatriated. That's how it's supposed to work. I kind of like my idea better. If your home country won't take you back, you're just going to force you back. You shouldn't have been here in the first place. Well, yeah, there is that. With all of that being said and all of that going on, do you want to talk about uh, Thomas Russo being arrested? Yeah, let's hear the what what, what was he arrested for? What, what what's he going was on arrest- there? This had something to do with Charlottesville. If you remember oh. Charlottesville all those years mm-hmm. ago, that was like seven, eight years ago, wasn't it? And that. Yeah, that was I mean, it was during Trump. So. So uh, this is this is some kind of um. Uh, let me let me get it let me get it pulled up here one sec. So it says here uh, I'm reading the uh, the feed from their actual uh, Patriot Front has a Telegram page, so I'm reading it from them. They they don't have it like they have a website, but it's not you know I, I have to dig through all of that. But it says here this is according this is off of their uh, their update uh, feed. They say Thomas Russo, leader of Patriot Front, was arrested by Texas law enforcement on February 23rd on a felony warrant out of Charlottesville, Virginia. The arrest comes nearly seven years after a seven-year witch hunt by politically motivated prosecutors stemming from the events that transpired at the Unite the Right rally in 2017. Russo faces a fabricated felony charge for burning objects with intent to intimidate. That was the charge. So, yeah, they, uh, yeah, and then they go on and they talk about a George Washington quote. (laughs) So, because he's, you know, he's like a modern day George Washington, you see. And there's no way, he said it himself when we played a clip of him here a couple of weeks ago, there's no way that he could have been an informant. There's no way he could have been a Fed. No, and the fact that he's the only one in the, in there, uh, organization that was not wearing a face mask yeah yeah that should have been a sign uh actually uh fun fun little tidbit rolling stone actually says he's a the group uh, patriot front is actually a fascist group really that's i'm surprised i'm I'm surprised rolling stone is saying that about them that is actually really interesting i'm yeah that does kind of surprise me a little bit you know they did a um they went to new york i think for a uh for a uh, it was like I think it was an anti-abortion rally. I think that's what they were doing, and they were just walking around the streets and everything. And I remember they were walking through Grand Central Station, and there were people standing there at like the cafes and stuff, you know, with their coffees and whatever. And they saw them, the the crowd of them walking through, and the feds, right, the FBI, just their their standard office clothes or or whatever. If they're out on an op somewhere or surveillance or whatever, they're always you always see them in like the blue jackets. 
that say FBI on them and the khaki cargo pants and, and the boots. You always see that. They've had that outfit for decades. And if you look at the Patriot front, they look exactly the same, except they've switched out the FBI jackets for a blue hooded sweatshirt uh, or jumper, as you call them in the UK. That's all they've done. And the people that are standing there, I, I remember I was watching the video and this guy was standing there with his coffee with his family and they all come walking by and he says, you guys can't even change your outfits when you leave the office to do this. Yep. That, that's exactly what it looks like when you see them. And the other the other thing that kind of lends credence to that idea is all the uh, grunts of that organization, minus the leader, are wearing masks. They're wearing some kind of the, the white balclava. Uh, so you can't actually see who they are or identify them. Kind of uh, a bit fishy uh, when you're trying to make a patriot front. Interesting that it's the, the, the wordage there, front. It could mean front as in, uh, you know, military uh, offensive line front, uh, or it could mean front as in fake. And that's what I see it as is it's, it's fake. Patriot fakes. It is fake. That's what it is. And I think they probably just had a charge held back on Russo and said, Hey, you know, you're going to do this kind of like they did with Tario with, uh, with the proud boys. They had a charge on him to begin with. It didn't matter what the guy did, uh, the, the leader of the proud boys, it didn't matter what he did. They had that charge hanging over his head and that later came out. And the same thing with this one, I'm, I'm betting they had that charge on him the entire time. And they were just waiting for him to step out of line or do something, or they needed to make a change within the organization. And so they'll just remove that one and put somebody else in. When did the Patriot front come to be? When were they? It started after the Proud Boys were taken down after January 6th. They were around, but you didn't really hear much about them. But they have risen to prominence ever since, or at least we've been tracking them and keeping an eye, keeping an eye on them. But they have they have risen since then. So they, they've gotten more of more press coverage and, and more public uh, more publicity since then. That's what you always see whenever you you start to see a political movement. And I, I'm not saying that the the Proud Boys movement was was something that was um, not controlled in one way or another. I'm not saying that at all. I, I don't know any of the inside baseball that went on there. What I am saying is I tend to believe that that movement had more of a grassroots element to it because you had people that were involved. You, you had people all across the country that were involved that there were no attitude controls by the feds with whatsoever, none. And then all of the sudden, January 6th happens all the leaders of it got taken down. The one guy got 17 years, sentenced to 17 years because he went into the Capitol, took a piss, and then walked back out and was given an escort the entire time. He got 17 years in prison for that. So that's an intimidation factor. Yet you have this other group that pops up now called the Patriot Front, and they never get in trouble for anything. Never. There, there's nothing. I've seen videos of them on subways in DC or in New York or wherever, and they're beating up people for no reason. They're just they're they're getting in their face and they're they're assaulting them as in like physically. You'll see them push them back and forth and say, Oh, what are you gonna do, kid? What are you gonna do? And then they walk around as if they never start trouble. They never have any problems or anything like that. Actually, if you remember, Bruce, about uh what was it, about a year ago, there was an event that happened somewhere and a whole bunch of them got arrested in the Patriot Front. A whole bunch of them. It must have been like 20 or 30 of them got arrested. And they had the photo op out there where they had them all down on the ground and they were all in the arrest position where they, they had, you know, the, the zip ties behind their backs, down on their knees, crossed ankles, and, and they still had the white balaclavas on. Now, that right there is a complete fabrication. That was a photo op. That was a mark from the start. How do you know? If you're a law enforcement officer or an investigator of any kind, the first thing you need to do for your own safety and the safety of everybody else involved in that is to establish identity on every single one of the people that you have in your custody. And not a single balaclava was taken off of any of those people, with the exception of Russo, who didn't have one. And nothing was ever done I might add, no charges were ever filed with that, with all of those mass arrests, nothing. Just a quick little, uh, I looked up the origins of the group. Apparently they split off from uh, this event, the uh, Unite the Right event in 2017. They're a, a, a splinter group from Vanguard America, which is a neo-Nazi group. Vanguard America. You know, there's another one, I think it's called uh, Vanguard Britannica. And they actually have... It's interesting if you if you look at the the groups that they are with. Hang on just a second. Let me see. I was actually I've been tracking them across. Here we go. 
right? So they, they have these groups. And, and I bet when you start digging through these, you'll find that these are run by your state intelligence services in these countries. In the U.S., you've got the Patriot Front, okay? So you've got that. You've got splinter groups in just about every state, right? The next one, Canada, you've got other groups up there called Nationalist 13, Steel City Nationalists, Bell City Nationalists. Uh, that's in Ontario. In Alberta, you've got Wild Rose Ultras. In Quebec, you've got the Frontenac Active Club uh, in Western Identity in Saskatchewan. Australia, You've got the European Australian movement. And if you look at all of these groups, if you go to their websites, then all of them, all of it's interesting, all of them use ProtonMail. All of them do. So they all use encrypted email services and all of them all have their faces blurred. All of them, except for one or two people. And then that's it. Of course, in the US, you've got... Uh, Patriot Front. In Sweden, you've got the Nordic Resistance Movement. In France, you've got the Active France, uh, Active Club France. In Germany, we've suspected this for quite some time, you have a group here called the Dritte Weg, right? The Third Way is what it stands for. And oddly enough, they use the same Roman numeral three as the three percenters in the US. <laughs> they pick the same thing. And if you look at them, it's like it, it's run by their intelligence services. It has to be because all the faces are, are covered and, and they're all balaclavered or, or whatever, blurred out in the photos. In Britain, you've got Vanguard Britannica, uh, Norway, Active Club Norway, Lat you've got clubs in, in uh, Latvia, Ireland, Scotland, yeah, all the all the Western countries. And I guarantee if you start going through and you start pulling these each one of these, you'll find that they're all run by the intelligence services in those countries as as honey traps, honey pots to, to catch people up. That's honestly, if you uh, some of the, the numbers associated with the Patriot Front. Supposedly, they only have about 200 to 250 members, somewhere in that range. Some are saying they might have upwards of 300. Uh, but according to internal chats, they were talking about they have about 230 members. But anyway, uh, so it's a small group, first of all, very small group. Uh, but they make up 82% of, according to the ADL, uh, they make 82% of reported incidents in 2021 involving uh, racist, anti-Semitic, and other har harmful propaganda in the United States. That's almost 4,000 incidents uh, was the Patriot Front alone. So as far as um, fascism being this huge thing in the United States, if this one group consisting of 230 members, we'll, we'll, we'll be generous and say 300 members, made up 82% of all the incidents involving racism, hate speech, anti-Semitism, I kind of think this alt-right narrative that the, the left has been shoving in our faces is a heaping pile of bullcrap. How can you say that, Bruce? These are patriots that are willing to stand up and fight for their country. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Stay away from state-sponsored groups. Stay away from controlled opposition in any form. I don't care if it's on the right or the left. Stay away from it. Think for yourself. Stay away from these people because you're just going to wind up in trouble. And I was saying the same thing about January 6th. Stay away from that because now that we're locking up old grandmas that were there, actually, they weren't even there. We're, we're locking them up because they knew somebody that was there. I'm wondering if this is what they had on him the entire time, the uh, burn objects for intimidation. Who uh, Russo? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they were yeah. just they were just holding it. You know, they'll they'll yeah. stick it in pocket and just as long as it doesn't violate the statute of limitations, they can hold it for an indefinite amount of time. And and that's they, he's then compromised or whoever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's Russo or somebody else. They're then compromised. I I think that's and yeah to that. I think that's actually what's going on here. They probably held that over his head, and now he's either. Uh, not complying. They have someone better they can put in the position or the statute of limitation is about to end and they just want to make an example of him to, you know, kind of kind of like mafia mentality. Just make it known that we still uh, have control. Why don't they just stick one of their own members up there and just, you know, one of their own agents up there and just be done with it? That, that would be too obvious, I think. I imagine if they only have 200 members, that's probably kind of difficult to get recruits. Uh, I, I, well, I kind of don't good think... Thing. That's actually a good yeah. thing if you think if you think on that. That's a good thing because that shows that people are smart enough to stay the hell away from it. Well, and then you have um, the what was it from the Bronx that we just watched the college students doing the communist. Oh yes, um, the communist thing. Yeah, but Antifa's grade. left alone though. 
they're going to yeah. join the Antifa brigades if most of them already are not in there. So it, it doesn't matter because that's their the militant wing of, of their faction. So uh, but you said in California, there was a ruling that just happened where they have to prosecute both sides equally if they're found to be involved in extremist activities. Yeah, supposedly there, there's a judge there that said that um, you, you have to prosecute. You can't focus on one side over the other. So you can't arrest January Sixers that are uh, conservatives and not pay attention to like Antifa or BLM or whoever, whatever group. Um, or even, for this matter, uh, Patriot Front, they're not a right wing group. They're fascist. Um, that's that's left wing in the United States. I know in Europe, the left right issue, you have communism on one side and fascism on the other. I get it. But here in the United States, we don't go that way. There's only there's only two ways. If you're in the middle, that means you're leaning towards the, the Marxist ideas. And if you're on the right, that means you're libertarian uh, or constitutional liberal, uh, classic liberal, uh, you know, constitutionalist, that that kind of thing. And to your point about the left right argument about communism or fascism, the right wing, the hard right wing, the extreme right wing, every time in history, every single time, I have not read about a single time for those that are wondering, I've not seen a single instance and I, maybe I've overlooked it, but I have not read about a single instance in any country where there has been a totalitarian movement come to pass where the right, the hard right has not joined with the left and been wiped out. I have not seen that happen. They side with the left or the left will side with the hard right. They always do. Yeah. Um, if you uh, take, I forget which quiz it was. They're, you know how the online quizzes, they do your political yeah. standing and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I was actually surprised when I took the quiz. I'm actually, uh, I think the top was like authoritarianism. The bottom was like libertarianism. And then you had Democrat on one side and Republican on the other. I was all the way far right as far as like, uh, almost as far as you could go right when it comes to Republican. But I was actually in the middle. I was not more authoritarian than I was libertarian. And I was actually surprised because a lot of my stances are more libertarian. But I tend to be authoritarian when you start infringing upon libertarian ideas. <laughs> you know what you are, though, in reality, you know what you are. It, I, I think we're we're not too far. We, we do disagree on a few things, but we're, we're not too far off from a classical liberal, as in like a Thomas Jefferson classical liberal. The problem yeah. with using the term liberal now is that the far left have taken over the term liberal. They started to do that in the 1950s. Why did yeah. they do that? Because you can't compete with it. You couldn't compete with it if you're the far left. Lenin actually said in his writings, he called them liberal blockheads in his right because they would not compromise on anything. They wouldn't move. And it was free market, the whole works, you know, freedom of business, freedom of religion, freedom just to just live how you want to live and leave everybody else the hell alone. That doesn't work in a Marxist dialectic. So they had to take the term over. That actually happened in the 19, I want to say about the mid 1950s is when they started to do that. And now we're to a point now where you can say that somebody's liberal. That doesn't even equate to what the real term of liberal actually is traditionally. Interesting. Uh, I, 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 was it? No, I don't think it was. Uh, that would be too early. I was going to say, I thought it was like Woodrow Wilson or something like that that did that. But I don't think that's right. Is that that would be in the that would be in like 1920s or something like that. And that's that's not he was Wood, not Woodrow right. Wilson. No, that was that was the Federal Reserve era. So that was early teens, early teens. OK, uh, I think his last term was 20. Uh, yeah, he, 20 he did. Well, like you mean that. his wife's term because <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly that that whole argument though at the at this point most americans at this point are closer to the classic liberal stance it's only a handful of people that are that far left crazy uh, and more or less the the trend of conservative and uh liberal that idea back so the classic liberal idea was it was changing from the the kingdom monarchy you know that kind of stuff and and going into the the whole idea of freedom um that though nowadays even though I know it's it's technically the progressives that took it over, the Marxists that took over the idea, uh, 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 you know, liberal. At the same time, it's kind of it's accurate, too, at the same point, because conservatives nowadays are conserving what we created back in 1776. Um, and now liberals are trying to change that and go back to a um, authoritarian system. So in a sense, it works. Uh, it just in people's mind's eye, it, it's not accurate. Moving right over to uh, classical ideas, Bruce, you have mentioned many times that prices are out of control 
Yeah, classical. We had we had stability yeah. of money. We had prices that were that were affordable on products that we used to purchase in the store. Now they're not. Well, the CEO of Kellogg's has a good idea. He he just he mentioned this just yesterday. He says, you know, you should just eat cereal for dinner. That's great, isn't it? That that'll help you save on those high food costs. Diabetes. That's what that's what that's <laughs> eat a box of sugar and don't eat <laughs> and yeah. not just any box of sugar. Eat our box of sugar. Right. Because my my share prices are going to go up when you do that. Yep. Uh, no, I'll pass. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to continue eating some form of meat as the main dish uh, or, you know, uh, main entree with uh, vegetables as a side. That's more what I'm interested in. I don't want I can't actually, to be honest with you, I have not eaten cereal in probably like 20 years, legitimately. I cannot eat the stuff anymore. It's um, terrible. It's just it's absolutely terrible. There's, yeah, there's just too much sugar in it. It, it makes me feel terrible after eating it. No, I, I won't. I won't touch the stuff. I'm going to directly quote the CEO of Kellogg's. He says, the cereal category has always been quite affordable, and it tends to be a great destination when consumers are under pressure. I'm sorry. The last time I was in the U.S., a box of cereal was almost $7. I don't know what it is now. I shudder to think what yeah, it is I now. Don't, I don't, I don't buy the stuff, but it was expensive back then. But to be fair, though, when I did eat cereal, I, I actually liked Raisin Bran. That was a good one. Yeah, there used to be like cereals used to be different. They they didn't cram them full of sugar, but now you've got so many different kinds. You used to be able to just get the the standard like cornflakes and and things like that. And there were a few others, but that was really about it. I don't remember a whole bunch of well, nothing like the selection is now. The CEO goes on to say, if you think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do, that's going to be much more affordable. We talk about making sure that we have the right pack at the right price in the right place. So having a different size pack that'll have a different price point, that'll take some pressure off the consumer while they're shopping. So those are some of the things that we're doing. But in general, the cereal category is a place that a lot of folks might come to because the price of a bowl of cereal with milk and with fruit is less than a dollar. So you can imagine why a consumer under pressure might find that to be a good place to go. So they're saying one serving is one cup of, uh, so 59 grams is uh -huh. one serving. Okay. Okay, this is this is raisin bran. Okay, uh, since we mentioned it, one cup, fifty nine grams of that fifty nine grams, seventeen grams are, are sugar in raisin bran. Seventeen yeah, grams I'll, of sugar. Seventeen grams of sugar in that. My yeah. goodness, that's for for the uneducated on how much seventeen grams is. Just to put it in perspective, the little packets of sugar that you get at restaurants, you know, for like putting in your drink or coffee or whatever, that's four grams of sugar in one of those packets. So it takes. Four of those packets per cup of cereal. And sometimes people put more sugar on top of it. And that and exactly. And there's only five grams of protein in there as well. And and this is considered oh. one of the better uh cereals. That's the healthy option. Yeah, that's the healthy option. Yeah, right. Yeah, that that's that's absolutely terrible. It is. Speaking of healthy option, did you catch this over the weekend? Uh, Biden at the ice cream store. It looks like he's trying to jam the whole thing in his mouth. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I was <laughs> yeah, listening uh, to a yeah, I, I, it's terrible, isn't it? I was listening to an interview with Miranda Devine in the New York Post. I, we talked about this in prep a little bit. And she says that she has a friend of hers that does White House correspondent stuff. And when that person gets in private meetings with Biden, he's perfectly fine. He he doesn't read off of note cards or anything. And, and he's he speaks like a normal person, as in like you and I are speaking now. So she tends to believe, and she actually has a new book coming out. I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head, but she's talking about the Biden crime stuff and how he's he was part of uh, what she called the Delaware Mafia and how it's it's just been like the whole family is just like this crime syndicate. She says that everything that he's doing as far as his being lucid or whatever, it's all an act. Everything that he does is, is an act to make himself look incompetent because at the end of the day, he's a con man. I think there there's probably an element. I don't know, actually. Jeez, th this the problem is there's no way to prove this wrong. There's no the, way to the prove only it way wrong. To... There's no way to prove it right. But she also did. She also said that that's not to say that it couldn't, in some ways, be legitimate, and it could come in waves like you were talking about. Because at the end of it, he has had uh, a couple of strokes and brain aneurysms or or something. That's true. It could be that, but I, honestly, the only way I can think of to to figure out the truth in that one is to go in with somebody has like a wire on him and go in and have a conversation with him one-on-one -on -one like that to see they're if he is lucid. It. Yeah, they're not going to allow it. Them. Exactly. It won't happen. So I, I can't see the truth of that coming out. Um, 
without knowing intentions, without maybe maybe we can get one of those things from uh, Google or Elon Musk or something, you know, put on his head that does the mind reading and all that stuff using the brainwaves and just, you know, have him converse and talk. And uh, maybe maybe it'll maybe we can learn something that way. Uh, other than that, there's really no no way out that's in our power to know what, what's real and what isn't. Well, this could be real. He could be pulled from the tickets. Uh, new surveys out today showing that, you know what, they could put Michelle Obama on the ticket at the convention, which they did move to Chicago this year. Uh, very possible. We've talked about this before. Um, we kind of feel like it would be uh, Obama. She would she would be the replacement. Honestly, that's very likely. They can't have Biden run this again. I mean, Hunter is went before Congress already. It could be that this is this is me being hopeful, giving the benefit of the doubt. Congress could do something and completely obliterate the legacy of the Bidens, and we could see some criminal charges on Hunter and uh, well, the Biden family in general, and we could see some you know cleaning out. That's uh, me being very um, positive. Which means if that's the case, that happens, and they start going after the Biden family. They need to have Michelle kick, uh, you know, take over or or Newsom or whoever they're going to, you know, someone else that's younger and uh, better suited in the public eye. Well, Newsom's not ready yet. I think they're going to put him in 2028 if we make it that far. I don't think we will, but I I think he needs he needs more time. They're just now starting to to push him up to international prominence, if you will, through like PR campaigns and stuff. They're they're picturing him with Xi Jinping doing official state visits, these types of things in China. So there there's that. And then, of course, you've got uh, what's her name, Kamala Harris. They can't keep that whatever she is around like that. That's not even a, a viable option for for the Democrats. So Newsom, yes, I do think Newsom, but that's later. I don't think that's now. If at all, then I think they would possibly put him in as a ticket up with Michelle, maybe, you know, to kind of get him into the, you know, the, the role kind of thing. But I don't see that going as far as like a Newsom White House just yet. And honestly, how many times in history have there been a vice president that's become president? Not very often. It's not very often. I not think very the common. last time that happened was, uh, what was it, LBJ? With, yeah, no, so. no, 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 no. It was uh, Gerald Ford with Nixon. Oh yeah, Ford. Yeah, that's true. Because Nixon resigned because of Watergate. So it's, that was it's very the last rare. Time. In other words, yeah. it, it doesn't, it is very it doesn't rare. happen unless- Well, I, they unless wouldn't pull a, Michelle you know, anyway. They would not pull Michelle anyway. They no. would keep her in there. Well- there, there could be an instance where Michelle would get pulled, but it's not because it's there. Like she, God forbid, it could be something like an accident happen or, you know, well, an assassination yeah, attempt yeah, or something sure. like, you know, something outside of their direct control. Yeah. That, um, yeah. Then if you go to the Republican side, uh, let's say that Trump goes down, let's say he goes to jail uh, or let's say they they pull a Kennedy on him. Right. Let's just say just throwing out possibilities is all. You know, I don't want that to happen to either side. Right. But. I believe that if they if they put Trump in in jail, who do you have on the Republican side? What are you going to get Nikki Haley like you were talking about earlier? I don't think so. Like I said, that's John McCain and heels and the Trump campaign with these juvenile study hall pep rally sessions that they've got going on with these buffoons that act like they're 12 and 13 years old that they've got running his campaign. They have already destroyed Ron DeSantis. There's no coming back for him. So you can't put DeSantis in there either. Yeah. I mean, DeSantis, I think, would be a better candidate still, even still, than Trump. I personally. agree. But, what, but what's his campaign done to these people for no reason? Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. Like I said, I really wish Trump would have sat back and been like a kingmaker and just been, you know, kind of in the background and, and let the next generation rise up and uh, take over, you know, DeSantis or, or uh, you know, something that would have been better. Uh, but nope, he had to be in the limelight. He has to get revenge. So if he does actually get in and he does actually enact revenge, good for us. I don't see that happening. <laughs> no, really, no, I don't either. I don't. No. I really don't. Uh, okay. So do you want to talk about uh, the army recruiting goals? We got time for one more. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. Cause they were, uh, I heard they were cutting numbers a bit. Yes. Yes. The U S army is being forced to reduce the size of its force as a predictable, re- predictable result of failing to meet recruitment and retention calls. Gee, I wonder why, uh, is it because we've got men who believe they are women in dresses up there, uh, and you're asked to conform to all this? Is it to the fact that we actually had COVID-19 vaccines that are not even vaccines mandated on the troops? 
where you had some of the soldiers that were sitting there holding up signs saying, I'm doing this under duress while the needle's being shoved in their arm kind of thing. How many of them are actually dead or disabled? Has the Pentagon actually released those numbers yet? Because the inside baseball is, we've got one in nine of our enlisted that are either dead or disabled. One in nine. The officer corps is even worse. It is one in eight. Now, if you look at the term decimated, which comes from the old Roman times, that actually means one in ten. We have been beyond decimated in our armed forces because of this stupidity. So what could it possibly be? They say that the job cuts will include jobs related to counterinsurgency that swelled during the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, but are not needed as much today. Gee, I wonder why. It Could it be because we were fighting the wrong war? Then you need to look at what led us into that. And around 3,000 of these cuts would come from Army Special Operations Forces. Huh. So we're there cutting we're... around 24,000 is going to be the total. That's... uh. 5% of the of the current structure. Let's see, active of of active duty, uh there's 445,000. If memory serves, that is the lowest number since 1940. And it's not like we're on the eve of any kind of a world conflict or or anything like that where we would no. need um an excess of of people. And that they're talking they're doing this and they're literally talking about bringing back compulsory military service. They're talking about bringing back a draft. And not just in the U.S., mind you, they're talking about doing it in all these European countries now. Yeah. And they're still kind of playing with the idea of uh, male and female recruitment for the draft. Not to mention these policies that we've got. We've got Air Force combat pilots that are pregnant females that we have to design flight suits for. Yeah, the maternity flight suits. Yeah, yeah. this is insane. This is insanity on trial. Yeah, um, it, it's not. If we started going more automated, I could understand, you know, cutting more sure. forces like this. Absolutely. I, I, I get it. But we're not really going automated right now. I mean, we're not doing anything not like, as far as like robots coming in, you know, robot replacements. We're not doing we're not doing any. We don't even have talk of that. China just announced uh, Xi just announced that they want mass production of robots by what was it next year? Yeah, they wanted next to start year. mass production by like next yeah, year. by next year. So yeah. we're not even discussing that. We're not even talking about that. We have got a rotting nuclear arsenal that we don't even know if it works. If we hit a button, God forbid, if the red button ever gets pushed for whatever reason, we don't even know if one of those things will come out of the silos. I, honestly, at, at the same time, we're not to the point. China is there years and years, probably um, 50 plus years away from having anything close to uh, Terminator, uh, you know, actually having bipedal robots out there on the battlefield fighting that they're we're that a long ways away that work. Yeah, because uh, the ones they were showing in their demonstrations, the presentations, they're not uh, they don't have the the agility and dexterity that a soldier needs on the field. It may have the stamina, relatively speaking. But uh, or the strength, even that's only if the battery doesn't die or explode because it's made in China. Exactly. Or it doesn't step into a puddle and then short circuit or something like that. You know, it's just we're not there yet as far as that's concerned. Now, we do have autonomous vehicles. Um, We've seen, um, you know, tracked vehicles, um, wheeled vehicles, uh, aircraft that all have weapons attached to them or drones that have uh, firearms attached to them, you know, small arms as well as, um, you know, explosives and those kind uh, types of things. So that's already here. But as far as like you're seeing in the sci-fi movies where we have like bipedal robots or something like that, big and small, you know, that that's not, I don't think that'll ever be a thing as far as, I just don't think that'll ever be a thing. I don't think we'll ever get to the point where we'll have bipedal soldiers fighting on the field. That's just not, when you look at it from a design standpoint, bipedal machines are silly for war that just makes no sense because uh, you, you have things like balance and those kind of things that you have to in the the weight limits and uh storage limits and those kind of it's it's better to use a tracked vehicle or a wheeled vehicle for ground-based uh machines when it comes to that so i don't think we'll ever see uh that on the field yeah at least not anytime soon and when you know you see it it's going to be made in china <laughs> It's going to have to yeah, be controlled. Yeah, you're you're also yeah out of plastic. You're going to have to control these things too. Uh, China apparently today uh, is in the process of building their own Starlink network that will 
Well, I think they need to, they're going to have to put a few bags of sand up there first to get rid of musks, you know, to clear them out of the way. So um, there is that. China's launched 67 commercial rockets last year, second only to the U.S. at 116. Uh, 116, a majority of those were actually from SpaceX for Starlink. But a November 23rd launch from China's Satellite Launch Center carried a batch of satellites intended to lay the foundation for China's own Starlink network. So that's coming. It's uh, interesting that China didn't think of that first because they see themselves as being superior. Um, they think themselves... Uh, better when it comes to race. Uh, if you listen to the, some of the CCP's speeches, I find it interesting that they're not the ones that thought of this first and put it, uh, satellites in place. Well, you and see, Musk, Musk stole the idea. He, st- oh, he stole yeah, the he, idea. He stole that, it. That's what and it, he, yeah. yeah, and he built rockets and stuff first. Um, I Musk's intent is, uh, from what he says in interviews, is to have that Starlink up and make it affordable for everyone around the world. Um, whether you're in the jungles in the Amazon or you're someplace in Siberia, he wants everyone to have access to internet, fast internet that's reliable for everyone. And to be fair, when you are a developing nation and uh, you get access to the internet, there is a slew of information that's available to you now to uh, you know create your own businesses or or you know to help build yourself up and get yourself out of, for the lack of better wording. Um, to get you out of the developing status into civilized, you know, more advanced status. Um, There's a lot of stuff available on the internet. Uh, And just if you, if you look at social media and the way it can be utilized for business, that's also a big boon in um, other countries as well that are developing. So it's definitely a, a big deal to get this up. But the whole intent of China doing this, I do not see any kind of benevolence that they're, they're doing this maliciously in oh, some way. It wouldn't. It w- now, and Bruce, of course, it would not be a censored or controlled network in any way. It would be free and open. No. It, yeah. Totally free and open. There would be no way that they're using this technology to actually weaponize and use it to, uh, you know, shoot lasers or something at other satellites to either impair or disable them. There's there's no way it would be something like that. No. No. They're they're as I said, their intentions are totally benevolent. They're just trying to help the people of the world. Of course. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. How could you think anything less? You know, the the Chinese. They're our dear friends, you see. Yeah, dear dear friends. Yeah. Right. Do you have anything else today? Oh yeah, I did actually. There there was a good one. Uh this is this is a, a headline. See if I can find it again. Hunter Biden is jealous after Don Jr. receives envelope of white powder. Jealous. Oh, it, this is a Babylon <laughs> Bee article. Babylon Bee. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just wanted that line. I thought it was fun. Was the envelope, was that was that addressed to the East Wing? Yeah, it addressed. Well, no, it was Don Jr. That's why That's why Hunter well, was... Yeah, uh, it could have been. Yeah, know. it could have been delayed. You know how the post office is, is running behind these days. That's true. It, yeah, it, it could have been addressed uh, back when uh, Trump was still in office. That, that's fair. Yeah. Indeed. For those of you who are interested in supporting the work that we do, if you like the content you're hearing and you would like to become one of our paid subscribers and or contribute a small donation to us, the link will be in the program description down below. Thank you very much. That'll do it for us for today. Thank you for being here today, my friend. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. Thank you.